Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about managing your thoughts. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So this week was a really good week for me. Managed to get out and do some more running, up my mileage a little bit, which was really nice. Um, I'd been doing about 15 miles last week. I managed 18.2, I think it was. I got up to 19.9 this week. My goal was 19, so I beat that. My, I was trying to get to 20. I thought I'd got to the 20, uh, but I was about 100 yards short, short, it turns out. So a bit gutted about that, but really good that I met my target. Still feeling good, and I'll be up in my mileage again next week. So that's really positive. Managed to get out and run with a few friends that I hadn't ran with for a while, um, which was really nice, made a nice change. I was out at Cheltenham Park Run this weekend, um, which is one of my usual park runs, um, which was really good. I'd ordered a new barcode, which was really nice. So for, for those of you who have done park run before or heard me talk about it, forgive me for two seconds while I just cover this off for everybody else. Um, so park runs are great. You kind of rock up um, and they're for all kind of ranges of runners. You can be a complete newbie or a kind of seasoned athlete. You can even walk them if you want to just to get five kilometers in. It's a really good kind of fitness regimen. But so you kind of rock up. Everybody gets together for the, at the start line. Um, they kind of blow a whistle or ring a bell or whatever. Everybody goes off around the course, does as many laps as it is to do the five kilometers on your particular course. For mine, it's four laps, which is quite good. Um, did the four laps. And then once you've done that, you cross the finish line and they give you a barcode, like a little plastic tag barcode. And you've got your own barcode with you as well. So once you finish the race, you take those two barcodes and scan them. Those scanned barcodes connect your finishing time to your park run ID so they know who's finished when, which is really good. So up until now, I'd used paper barcodes that they provide you. They email that when you first join up to park run. I think on the sheet that I printed out originally, there was like 10 and I've got through like half of those because, you know, paper isn't that durable and they get crinkled in your pocket or lost or whatever. So I kind of tend to go through them quite quickly. Um, You can always print off more. It's not a problem. But I bought a um, a wristband with your barcode on this time. So it's like a silicon wristband, which is really nice. Fits on your wrist quite nicely, just like any other kind of uh, those silicon wristbands with kind of motivational messages on or whatever. This one has your name and your, your park run barcode on and any uh, medical conditions that you have. So it's quite useful. So I ordered one of those and that worked quite well. Didn't have any problems with it. So I was really pleased about that. I hope you all had some uh, cracking weekends. I had some, uh, I went out for a friend's birthday, which was really nice. Had some lunch with his family and some of his other friends. Just a really nice time. So hopefully you've all had a good weeks as well. Hopefully you're looking forward to the weekend coming up and you've got some plans to spend some time with some family and friends or maybe get some more work done. Um, hopefully it's going to be good. So let's jump into today's issue. So Today's topic, I wanted to talk about managing our thoughts because I was kind of, you know, when you kind of surf in the internet online and you kind of start off reading on one topic and you kind of click on a link in that article and then it ends up somewhere else and then you do a search on something related to that and you end up something somewhere entirely different. So I did this a couple of days ago and um, had some interesting articles that I'd read and some interesting blog posts from various different people. I'm not going to quote who any of them were because I was that all over the place. I can't remember who, which of the quotes was which, and I don't want to get them get them wrong. So there was a couple of things I wanted to pull out, though, from what I'd read. One of the first things is, you know, you know the average person has 60,000 thoughts a day. 
I thought, oh, wow, that's a, that's a hell of a lot of thoughts. 60,000 thoughts. 60,000, such a high number. You know, there's only 24 hours in a day. You may be asleep for five, six, seven, eight of those. So that only leaves the other, the other parts of the day where you're having these thoughts. Um, 60,000. Wow. That's, that's a lot of thoughts. And what was even more shocking to me was that this article was saying 80% of those thoughts. So 80% of that 60,000 are negative thoughts. That was kind of really shocking to me that that was highlighted. And I thought, you know, that's not a, that's not a great place to be in. No wonder, um, a lot of people are struggling, no, no, don't know where to go, or they get caught up with, um, procrastinating and inertia, um, because we're all having these negative thoughts. And I've always said on this podcast, you kind of, you've got to shape your thoughts to the outcomes you want, you know, Eric Thomas says where your focus goes, your energy flows. So if you're focused on that negative stuff, then you're going to, um, you're going to mobilize and attract that negative stuff. If you heard about the law of attraction, I'm a big believer in that. And I, I thoroughly recommend reading any material around that. And I think if we get caught up with that negative 80%, then we're going to kind of realize, self actualize that negative, those negative thoughts that we're having. It's really interesting. So I, I did a little bit more, as I did some more clicking around after the, reading those um, numbers. I started reading about, right, what, how are emotions formed and what creates emotions, which creates that kind of negativeness or anger or whatever those emotions are that you're having. And it, it the same works, I suppose, for the other side. So the positive emotions, joy, happiness, and all the rest. So I was reading an article and it said this, when you have or when you experience a trauma, that creates an emotion and the stronger that emotion, the more that you remember it. And then it went on to say further, if an event happens or any event happens, then you have a thought about that event and it's that thought which creates the emotion. And if you're having those negative emotions and you're kind of looking back to the past of all these negative things that have happened these um they, they, maybe they've created these self-limiting beliefs subconsciously in your mind you don't realize it and a lot of time people don't realize that they have these self-limiting beliefs but these beliefs have been created by these traumatic events in our past and when you say traumatic, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a massive event or, you know, a, a world cataclysmic ending <laughs> event, but they can be little things in the past that have created that little bit of trauma, which you've taken that negative, you've got a negative emotion attached to that or the negative thought attached to that, which created then that emotion, which is stunting your growth in the present. And I think if we try to change those thoughts, then we can start shifting ourselves out of that negative, those 80% negative, and we can start focusing and uh, reshifting ourselves into that that positive space. So instead of being 80% negative, we can change into the 80% positive or higher. You know, I think that's quite complex, what I've just said. So I want to try and break that down a little bit, a little bit more for you. So let's just say as... Uh, as a kid, you growing up, your parents were really bad with money. Uh, maybe they didn't have consistent jobs or maybe they did have consistent jobs, but money was always tight. So you've kind of 
you've kind of got used to operating with a small budget, which is great, but you've kind of limited yourself to earning that same pay scale because that's all you've been exposed to. And exposure is another big thing that we talk about here on the the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I think that's a really key thing, Um, but I'm not going to go into that today. But maybe that you've kind of grown up and you've kind of limited yourself to the same career path or career scale in terms of pay or reward as the careers which you were exposed to as a kid with through your parents or other family members etc and maybe now you're wondering why oh why can't I get that promotion why can't I go and change my career and become x uh, instead of the y that I'm doing now why can't I grow and earn more and maybe every time you try that maybe you experience something bad and you give up um, and so you Uh, once you've given up you kind of say right there's no point trying again because every time I try something happens and I lose it another good example of this is saving up for something I got myself into a bit of a cycle with this a a few years ago and it's actually very hard to get out of this cycle you know you start saving up some money you maybe you've had a bad track record with money Um, I know I certainly did when I was younger I didn't know how to manage it and I kind of got myself out of control a little bit but it's important to kind of work on that and try and get better but as an example of that another example of that a personal example as well is you get yourself into a bit of a cycle so you say right I'm going to stop being bad with money I'm going to start saving up so you start saving up some money say you set yourself a target of saving 200 pounds well say you get three quarters of the way there so you start you've saved 175 pounds and then something terrible goes wrong you, um, well, not even that terrible maybe you get a flat tire so you need a new tire on the car so there's 100 or 120 quid gone straight away or maybe the washing machine breaks down and that costs 150 quid to go and fix so then you start saving up again um you start saving up again uh, another couple of months go past you're almost there to your target and then something else goes wrong and uh, you know maybe another flat tire you get or something happens to maybe you get a small flood in the house so you need to do some repairs or maybe it's somebody's birthday so you need to spend that money on some birthday presents whatever it may be there's another event and then you think well actually that's twice I've tried to save up to 200 pounds now I've never quite got there something always happens what's the point and you kind of set this self-limiting belief then so so those things those events that have happened have, have triggered some thoughts and those are negative thoughts and then you've created that negative emotion which then creates the self-limiting beliefs and if you've got those self-limiting beliefs it's very difficult to get out of them so in terms of the monetary one we were just talking about in, in terms of say trying to save up some money and trying to get out of that circle maybe what the problem is is you kind of got that self-limiting belief and you're like well part of it is the actual target so 200 pounds is a decent target to be saving towards obviously but maybe you need to start thinking bigger and say right instead of saving 200 pounds every time I almost get there I have a problem and then need to spend that 200 pounds why don't you set yourself a goal of 500 pounds to get to and then work really hard on getting to that 500 pounds instead so even then even if you just about get to that 500 pounds and then something happens and it costs you 500 pounds at least you've got the money and you've doubled or over doubled more than doubled um, what you were doing before but the thing is if that happens you're still in that self-limiting belief that you can't get out of that uh, money trouble scenario that self-limiting belief it keeps kicking in and something keeps dragging you back down so how do you 
get out of that? Well, you you really need to change those self-limiting beliefs and kind of identify what they are for you. Now, they might be monetary. It might be something to do with relationships. It might be something to do with progression at work. It could be something to do with your health or your fitness, your weight, whatever it may be. It's quite difficult to do anything about it unless you're kind of aware of what those self-limiting beliefs are. So it's important to kind of take some time out at some point and kind of look at your life, look, analyze your life and see if you can identify where your self-limiting beliefs are. And then at least you're aware of them and you can start trying to fix those self-limiting beliefs. So it's worth taking that time, like I say, to run through that. And some of those self-limiting beliefs become habits like the money example we were just talking through, you kind of start saving up. Um, you kind of got this self-limiting belief that you can't get out of that cycle. So something happens and pulls you back down into it. And then you create habits around that. So maybe you start buying a coffee at work every day instead of saving that money. So you kind of becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy based on those habits that you've built or that you're building. So the way to get out of this is to kind of, first of all, identify them, like I say, and then form new habits, create new habits around that, which actually enable whatever it is you're trying to achieve instead of those self-limiting beliefs. And you've got to reframe what you're thinking about to those positive things. You know, sometimes we keep referring back to the past, um, you know, in the particular example of the money, um, the money one that I was talking about just now, um, you know, maybe you keep thinking, well, I was saving the money and then that tire went, so I had to pay that. And then a tile fell off the roof, so I had to replace the tiles on the roof. And then maybe the washing machine broke, so then I had to fix that. So you keep thinking about the past events and kind of going back to that. But I think it's important to know and be aware of this fact. The only place that the past exists is in your mind. Those things are not happening to you now. So if you're had a flat tire or you needed a new tire in your car six months ago and you keep thinking well I'm not going to save up or try and get out of the situation I'm in now because um, this happened to me six months ago it's important to know that 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 tire problem is not happening now so why are you letting something that happened six months or so ago affect your actions and decisions today I think it's important to remember that when those when you become stressed about these things, and I think it's quite difficult or quite easy even to be stressed about something that's not going right in your life, and especially when you're remembering the things from the past, when you're stressed, you've got to bring yourself back to the present and kind of think about the here and now, you know, not the past and not the future. Stop worrying about both of those because you can't do anything about either of those right now. You can only deal with what's happening in the here and now right in front of you at this moment in time. Sometimes we focus too much on the past, like I said, and when that's what creates these self-limiting beliefs. And sometimes we focus too much on the future, which closes the loop in terms of that self-fulfilling prophecy of not being able to achieve our goals and objectives because our habits aren't geared up to meet that, which in itself can cause some stress. If you've got an overly ambitious target that you know you're not going to meet or you think you're not going to meet, that's going to cause you a, a different type of stress. Um, but stress nonetheless, and you're going to worry about that. So you've kind of got to break those cycles up, break them down, forge through them, come back to the here and now. What can you do to fix the problem that you're experiencing now? You know, stop worrying about things that went wrong in the past. Stop worry worrying about the 
issues that you may have in the future and just focus on the here and now and that that's going to help you along the way as well but that's that's really all i wanted to talk about today that's a quite a big chunky topic there it's going to take a little while for that to set in i know it did as i was reading the articles you know it took me a few hours um, to read through that information and kind of wrap my head around it but i think it's some important stuff and to close out i'm going to come back to the 80% of those 60,000 thoughts that we have a day, 80% being negative. You know, there's an old Native American tale. I, I may have even told this story um, on the podcast before. And there's an old Native American folk tale. So the story goes as this. In your mind, there are two wolves. One kind of represents love and, and joy and happiness. And the other one represents kind of hate worry stress and all those negative emotions and it's a longer tale but it comes down to this the child asks his dad well which which of the wolves win you know is it the the wolf that represents the love or is it the wolf which represents the hate and the the father says you know the the one that wins is the one you feed the most so if you concentrate on the love the joy and the happiness then that wolf will win. Whereas if you focus on the hate, the worry and the stress, then that wolf will win. I know which wolf I want to win. I know that I need to create the habits and break any self-fulfilling prophecies and those self-limiting beliefs that I have to enable the love, the happy, the joy wolf to win out in my mind. So hopefully that's given you something to think about. Hopefully you know which wolf you want to to win in your mind and hopefully you can kind of spend five minutes to identify those self-limiting beliefs that you have. It may make, in fact, that's going to probably take a lot longer than five minutes to do that. When I sat down to do it for myself, it took me an hour or so to do it. So maybe sit down when you've got a bit of free time when you're not going to be disturbed to think that through and have a really good kind of conversation with yourself around these self-limiting beliefs. Maybe then talk to a couple of your friends about it. Uh, make sure that they're the right friends, that they're going to support you in these conversations and they can kind of input and give you some good feedback and say, oh, yeah, by recognizing that in you. Or no, I don't. I think I think you're kind of on the wrong track. And I think these might be your self-limiting beliefs have those conversations with some people who know you fairly well but are also going to be fairly kind and generous and hopefully they may want to ask you to kind of give them feedback if they go away and do the exercise as well and um, that would be ideal so try and identify those self-limiting beliefs and those self-fulfilling prophecies identify the bad habits which you need to stop and create those good habits that you need to enable your goals and your and your dreams and uh, hopefully that will take you to the next level. So thank you very much for listening. I've been Gordon Doan and you guys, you've been great as always. See you next week.